like my panic button when like people are like, what do you think? And I'm just like, you hot just dog. yell out hot dog. Hot dog. Let's do this. I don't. It's like know. a like a, it's one it's a wonderful life thing where like every time the kid like actually hot likes it, dog. He says hot dog. Yeah. Mary, Mary, don't you know me? <laughs> oh no. So good. I love Best that movie. movie. Makes me cry every time. But no, Same. that's that's why I thought. I was trying to think of like a World of Warcraft thing, but I couldn't think of one. So <laughs> it was the association for, otherwise. For, for a while on it. And she but. panicked, so she said hot dog. I said hot dog. And welcome to episode nine of Flavor of the Geek. I am Katie, and with me are my co-host Moss, Robin, and Ben. Okay. So today we're going to talk about things that we have been playing, current games that are out, um, the Titanfall pre-alpha. So I figured that we could start with uh, what we're currently playing. So No Man's Sky. I was. I think I would have been sold on it if it were multiplayer. So yeah. other than that, I really don't. I don't have a lot of time or like investment if there's no story especially to get really involved with it. It sounds like the kind of game that I would start playing though and get really sucked into just because I get curious and I like to explore. But then there there would be no end. So. Exactly. It it's it yep. the scale of everything is is there and it definitely feels huge and infinite, but like I saw like maybe four or five different solar systems before I finally decided I was done. I actually refunded the game. Wow. Uh, there, there, I felt like there wasn't really anything there for me to do. I named an entire solar system Lubega, and then I named all the planets after <laughs> the women he mentions in Mambo number five. And I felt like that's the only thing I to do. Amazing. Uh, in the universe. So if someone finds the, the Lubega system, uh, that's me. You're welcome. That is awesome. Uh, you know, I I just I couldn't see myself being like, yeah, sixty dollars totally feels like a good price for this game it's right now. Sixty dollars? I was not aware it's of that. Sixty dollars, mm-hmm. yeah. So that also is a big thing because it's the first like major triple A indie game that has ever really happened, and it's really unfortunate that it stepped out like this, where everyone kind of got really up, like upset. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, oh, I I'm curious to see what happens down the road with it. To see if they maybe add multiplayer or they fix a lot of the stuff that they had problems with. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that the PC community is already working on tons of mods that improve it by a, a huge, huge amount. Uh, so that might be something to look out for down the road, too. If they just let you put waypoints on a map somewhere, that would make the game like 5,000% better. How I do you navigate without waypoints? Complaints. You kind of like they're kind of there sort of are waypoints like you'll always have a little cursor to show you where your ship is so you can always get back to it but there's no like when you land on a planet there's no map that pops up mm. the only way for you to explore said planet is to hop back in your ship take off and like fly around yeah um, and then and occasionally like oh what is this over here like a question mark will pop up on your HUD but beyond that there's really no like pre like you can set a waypoint yourself so you can come back to this thing later on. Oh, that's unfortunate. Which is, yeah, it's a little bit of a pain. Like I found this awesome ship. It looked like the Serenity from like the, the ship Serenity from Firefly and the movie Serenity. Mm. And I was like, Oh my God. Yes. But it was all broken up. So I needed parts for it. So I like 
hopped back in my ship, flew to the space station, bought all these parts for it, flew back, could not find the ship again. Oh. And there's no map or anything. So I spent all that money for nothing. In a, a similar situation where I had to find an actual quest objective and I flew to it, realized I didn't have the thing I needed to actually like blow open a door or whatever. So then I, I left mm-hmm. and I had to do like this weird, like after I bought what I needed to come back to the planet, I had to go out of the atmosphere, then back into the atmosphere, then out of the atmosphere, then back into the atmosphere to actually traverse the planet fast enough to find it again. And it took me like 45 minutes. So that was not great, but mm-hmm. I found it again. Yeah. Uh, like I said, That's the scale is there. That feels really big. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's one thing that's a little frustrating is that the scale is almost a little too big and it feels like things are far away and take forever to get to just for the sake of making the game feel bigger mm-hmm. when if they just trimmed it a little bit, just like nicked and tucked it here and there, then everything would be... It sounds uh, like it's the opposite of what Destiny did because I remember at E3 when they first showed Destiny like behind closed doors, they were like, it's going to be like they over they overlooked the the old Russian landscape. We're like, you can explore mm-hmm. all of this, and I would, like, Robin and I were just like, oh my god, we're sold, it's done, like this is happening. <laughs> Give me this game right now, and all of a sudden it comes out, and you can only explore very small sections of those areas. And the game, obviously, I think one of the biggest crit- critics or what what is the word Criticisms? I'm looking for? <laughs> <laughs> I need to stop grading papers. Um, but one of, the, one of the biggest crit- critiques of it was that it didn't feel like a complete game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the opposite of what No Man's Sky is is feeling in terms of that. Strangely, it's the same exact critique. It's not a complete game. But it's also because it has too much in it with, like, yeah, just a, a little bit reason. more direction would be helpful. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That- and there's no, it's like, for example, there's no, like, quest log. So you don't really know what quest you're on until you stumble upon what you need to do uh-huh. by accident. I would be so aimless in this game. <laughs> yeah, so there's no reason that the planet in the game needs to be the size of, like, Earth in real life and take you that long to traverse. There's no reason for that mm-hmm. whatsoever. Like when you hop in your ship and you're trying to fly towards the next objective point, like the little notification on your thing, there's no reason whatsoever on the same planet it should say six hours, 30 minutes, and 45 seconds. Holy crap. Yeah, that that, to me personally, that seems like a giant, like, uh, we're making it big, but we don't know why, but we're just going to make it huge slap in the face for the players. Mm -hmm. That said, some of the animals in that game are amazing. I especially love, like, the Teddy Ruxpin-looking things that you can encounter. <laughs> like, that somehow looked like a dinosaur and a bear got got busy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, cause every once in a while, I see a, a genuinely awesome-looking creature, and it's fun to come up with some sort of mental uh, ecosystem that it's a part of. But then you find the ones that look like the rejects that were turned out and then uh, placed in a scrap pile afterwards. Oh, <laughs> the island of misfit mm-hmm. character misfit creations, monster creatures, yeah, heads, little arms. So we're playing yeah, No so Man's Sky. I, yes, and then also the other game I'm playing is a mobile game, which is weird because I don't, I'm not really a big mobile game player, but um, it's this game called Reigns. And I know I was telling you guys about it, but I'll tell the listeners. Reigns is pretty much Tinder if <laughs> Tinder was, if you were a king of like a medieval 
country and then you make decisions and then based on you swiping left or right it has positive or negative effects on how the populace feels about you how the church feels about you how the army feels about you how much money you have in the bank and then the the idea is you have to balance all four all four things and not make one thing either go too high or too low it kind of sounds like like papers please a little bit yeah so like if you let the treasury get too depleted then the lords that are underneath you will become too rich and they'll like depose you or if you let the treasury become too full then you throw a giant celebration and everyone overeats and you get drunk and you choke to death on all the like food (gasps) and because everyone's drunk no one notices till the next day oh wow yeah so it's it's like this interesting thing where sometimes you have to do the thing that like the messed up thing that you would like me when i'm playing for example a game like mass effect i'm always choosing the paragon option Mm -hmm. In this game, always choosing the Paragon option will end up with you either like in jail or dead or like deposed. So sometimes you have to do the douchey thing in order to to like make sure your king stays alive as long as possible. And then once your king dies, his son becomes king after him. And the idea is to uh, stretch your reign for as long as possible. And every decision you make takes a year off the game clock. So, so like the the furthest I've gotten is 35 or 36 years before my king was deposed. But because the people loved him, he wasn't killed or anything. They were just like, okay, go live in the woods. That's, that's nice. That's really cool. Those games to and me are so hard to play where you have to, you have to kind of pick the renegade option every now and then. I have so much trouble doing that. Yeah. Sometimes the renegade option is easy. It's like, oh, should we attack the barbarians to the north preemptively before they attack us? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, why not? And then other times it's like, should we allow the church to uh, institute child labor in order to uh, <laughs> build their their new like cathedral? And you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. But if I don't let the church do it, they will send an angry pagan mob after Cue me. Cue Game of Thrones. <sighs> yes. Oh, my God. If they made a Game of Thrones version of Reigns, it would be perfect. It sounds like they could. So, what is like the style of this? Like, what is what does the game look like? It it's it's this weird. Is it text based? It's text based. It's all text. But there's no like video okay. or anything. It's all just pictures. And you, it's exactly like Tinder. If, if if you've ever used Tinder, there's a picture. There's a description. You swipe right for yes and left for That's no. That's awesome. And then little bars at the top go up and down. That's really okay. And it's only like it's only like two bucks in the app store, so I would definitely recommend it. It's an awesome way to just kill like five minutes. Okay, and you can play it in five minutes and then kind of come back to it later. Yeah, you can even like mid uh, mid your king's life, just walk away and, and come back later. That's cool. Just, just walk away. So it's reigns as in like a king reigns, right? Like a king reigns. Yeah. Okay. Like a horse reins. Like like a horse reins. And then there's, like, somehow they put combat <laughs> in the game to where swiping right is attacking and swiping left is defending. And if you defend, you have the chance to trigger, like, a special attack. And you can fight people who, like, insult you. You can go into, like, the dungeons underneath your castle if that quest line opens up. And you can fight, like, skeletons. Um, it's just uh. awesome little... It's interesting. Like, you, you, you won't regret buying it. Yeah. Let's put it that Okay. Way. I don't really do a lot of mobile gaming, but I'm going to have to check that one out. Sign me up. 
So, mm-hmm. Robin, what are you playing? Uh, No Man's Sky. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so I've already mm-hmm. kind of shared my thoughts on it, Um, so I won't harp too much. But I will say that I, I may not think that it's worth $60, but I've enjoyed it. It's a great thing to unwind to with a glass of wine or even listen to podcasts or audiobooks as you play and just not think for a while. Though on the planet I'm on currently, I'm one species away from getting that nice little bonus, and I can't find that species anywhere. <laughs> so it's no longer peaceful for me <laughs> at this point. Um, but beyond that, the only thing I really had a chance to do uh, is a little bit of the Titanfall pre-alpha tech test. Not this yeah. past weekend, but uh, the weekend before last. And even then, I didn't get a chance to try out multiplayer. I just went through the gauntlet and had fun with that and then went to sleep. So what did you think of the the tech test? Uh, The gauntlet, what I've seen of it, is really great. I saw it on the second weekend where they apparently fixed a lot of things to make it feel a bit more like the first. Mm -hmm. So I definitely felt the same agility and mobility as the pilot that I liked from the original. Uh, I'm really excited that it's going to eventually have a story single player campaign. Um, and I'm a little bit surprised because at least in the tutorial portion, there's no Titan presence. Uh, and again, this is just speaking from one a couple of weekends ago because last weekend was Dragon Con. Um, so I know in the first time, uh, the first beta that you could play for the original Titanfall, you got a nice tutorial with a pilot, but that wasn't the case this time around. So I, I can't really speak to the controls of the Titan. Um, they, they have the Titans available in some of the multiplayer matches. And yeah, I think one of the big complaints with it was that people thought they didn't like the change where you have to essentially do well in a match before you can get your Titan. It's no longer just based off of time. But they did fix that in this last, the one I played. I think it gradually increased with time now again too. Or at least I remember seeing it in one of the patch notes. I think it got a little better. It was still correlated with what you were doing in the match, but it was still quicker. Like everyone would eventually get a Titan at some point. Um, so, and, and when I played it the first weekend, I really didn't notice, like, it didn't take that long, and it wasn't that difficult to get the Titan. So, I actually kind of liked that, because it provided a little incentive to play well at the very beginning of the match. Uh, but the Titans control really well. I think they were similar to the way that it played in the first game. They felt a little more agile to me, and I think that they're really, they're really going to give the Titans sp- specific abilities and specs that will help differentiate them from each other. Because initially the first three, like the Ogre, uh, the Strider, they weren't really that different. So that's one thing I think will add a lot to the gameplay. I want them to go full Mech Warrior with it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. The sword was not in the demo, or the, the alpha, and I so wish it was. Yeah, well, I, I'm just thinking of all the different mechs you can get in that game, and they all have different specs, so you can have like... Uh, a mad cat, which is all, all around good bruiser. Uh, and then you can have a tiny little raven that's kind of like the chicken on the battlefield. Really fast, uh, good at doing small amounts of damage quickly. So I really want to see that sort of variety. And of course, um, with the backstory opening up in this one, I'm hoping it becomes more of a possibility. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I also like being able to slide. Sliding is great in that game. Sliding so is good. so much fun. Uh, I like how you kind of 
gain momentum as you go down a hill too so you can like tactically go further than you normally would mm-hmm. i don't think that was that wasn't in the first game at all you couldn't even slide no sliding in the and downhill momentum were not part of the first game yes so wall running was definitely part of the first game oh yeah Big so mm-hmm. which was awesome mm-hmm. yeah and I think that they did. Did you feel with playing the the um, Gauntlet Robin that they improved that at all? Did the controls feel any more smooth to you? They felt really good. Um, I'm so rusty with FPSs at this point that it took me a couple tries to get a decent time on it um, and actually get up the scoreboard with it. But it felt fun. Like once I finally got the Gauntlet down, it felt very fluid and uh, fast and agile. And part of the fun was figuring out the faster routes to take throughout it. Mm-hmm. So I, I really liked being able to wall run, jump over a bunch of couple of guys, take out three of them. And then have, there was also a moment where you had to slide under and take out another couple of guys in like a maze area. So it all felt very smooth and had that sort of action movie feel uh, to it, which I'm interested to see how will actually happen in multiplayer and also what they do with the set pieces in single player. Would you say that with the fluidity of the controls, people, like for example, if they're not good at FPSs, would would it be easy for them to kind of feel that action movie vibe that you're talking about? Especially in single player. I'm not great at FPSs and uh, my Mm. accuracy is way down because I haven't (laughs) been consistently playing them enough with all the dissertation work I've been doing. Um, So I feel like it'll be accessible and even more accessible now uh, just because they have something there even for more casual players if they want to go through the campaign. And then, of course, those who are big multiplayer junkies will have a lot of substance there for them, too. Okay. Because, like, I am interested in Titanfall 2. It's just I'm not any good at FPSs, so I don't traditionally spend money on them unless they have a super captivating single-player mode, which is what kept me away from the first Titanfall. Mm -hmm. But this one is just like, if the Iron Giant movie was a video game and kind of crossed like a weird cross between Halo and Avatar. Oh, if you have a, a Vin Diesel voice for your robot, <laughs> that was the one oh vote I gosh. took. I was like, if I was respawned, I would have paid Vin Diesel whatever he wanted to do the voiceover for that robot. From That'd the be trailer. so great. That'd be amazing. <sighs> yeah, I, I have. Diesel, I, I'm not like I'm not getting super excited about the campaign just because I'm not quite sure how respawn is going to handle it. But I'm also really excited that they decided to include one just based off of the feedback that they got from the first game. And the first Titanfall wasn't a bad game. And I think the gameplay is really fun. The game is so fluid in how everything runs together. It's really fast paced, but it's still not super difficult to get a hold of. Um, and it makes you feel like you're awesome once you start exceeding at it. Uh, but it just, there was no story and no plot and no narrative and everything was very scattered in terms of what plot there was. So, very much like Destiny. I like the first one. Uh, it was one of the few only or multiplayer-only games that I've ever purchased. Um, and I, I played it for a time. It felt like it burnt out quickly because there mm-hmm. was not enough content there to maintain interest. And also, the community was kind of disappointing. Uh, if I was playing with people I knew, I was typically fine. But 
there is a Titanfall is like one of the worst instances of online harassment I've had in recent memory, excepting maybe like one of the Destiny betas where some guy followed me around everywhere and then got angry with me. Hmm. Um, so like that was another big hesitation when I heard that they were making a Titanfall 2 just because I remember that experience so distinctly um, and kind of associate it with the online multiplayer there. That's no good. Yeah. I think it... To Sorry, be fair, though, his username was, like, one of those generic teenage drawing inappropriate pictures on their papers sort of usernames. <laughs> so I kind of, as soon as I saw him jump in the game, um, I kind of knew it was coming and kind of tried to take myself off of the mic <laughs> just to mitigate the damage. Uh, so, I mean... Did it start with and end with XXX? There, there is definitely an abundance of X's and numbers involved, <laughs> uh, along with some references to genitalia and their relative size, I believe. Uh, oh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like a charmer. What a My winner. Goodness. I know. You should have been best friends with him, Robin. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I just gagged a little bit. It's okay. Understandable. So, the Titanfall beta and No Man's Sky, anything else? Uh, that's really all I had time for. I, I've played the new Telltale Batman, which is really cool. Um, <gasps> I need to play that. I haven't yeah, played it yet. I wrote a review for it over at SideQuesting, so uh, my thoughts are definitely there in fuller uh, detail than I can give here. Uh, but it was really enjoyable. I like the emphasis on Bruce Wayne. Um, and I like that based on Telltale's system, you can essentially play as whatever version of Batman you prefer. So you can kind of go for uh, the unhinged Dark Knight or the nonviolent uh, Keeper of Justice sort of Dark Knight. So it's it's really worth checking like, out. I feel like Telltale uh, is stalking me because like two years ago I wrote a thing like Telltale should do a Batman game and then each of the options should be a different version of Batman and one of them should be Adam West. Yeah. We should have uh, so, Juan come on to the show and talk about it. That would be really great. I, yeah. I would love to chat uh, about it. <laughs> Telltale, please reach out to me offline so I can uh, get those uh, royalty checks from you. There you go. <laughs> they are <laughs> definitely stalking you. You should start just throwing ideas out to see if they show up. Like, my little pony, Telltale. See what happens. No. I do have an idea for Thundercats Telltale because that would be amazing. Thundercats oh Telltale? Right. What about a Power Rangers Telltale? <gasps> <gasps> you okay? <laughs> I got way too excited at the idea and then I like started fantasizing and I almost got taken away on a journey. A Power Rangers Telltale game. Man. That'd be fantastic. That would be great. I definitely need to play that. I still have to play The Tale of the Borderlands. I haven't played that one either. Yeah, Katie, Tales from the Katie, Borderlands. Don't do that right it's now. I heard it's honestly so good. Scenes in like it's video games best. in recent times. It's like, got what? Know, weapon? One of, one of the best like overall scenes in a video game that's happened like in the past five years. Really? Ooh. Yeah. I would say two of them. Okay. Episode four and, or four and five or five and six. Okay, that's more incentive for me to continue. I think I got a couple of episodes in, and I really enjoyed it, but I got sidetracked by school, as the case usually goes. I feel like it, it would be great if you're a Borderlands fan in general, just because it gives a lot of background, right, on on the universe. This is my thing. I don't like Borderlands. Oh. Like, as a, I feel like it's just a whatever game. Like, I don't see the appeal behind Stop, it. Stop, sucker! And I, Sorry. 
Yeah, so I feel like it's just very like pop culture quotey, but there's no substance behind it. So I I feel like the sirens. How pop culture referency Borderlands is is supposed to be like a parody of how pop culture referency actual MMOs are. Uh huh. And that it like everything in that game is kind of like meant to be a joke on top of a joke on top of a joke, and I don't know what is serious and what isn't because there's so (laughs) many jokes. So I don't but know. Like, this is my thing. I can never, I, 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 never ever know what's going on, just because I'm playing with my friends, which is supposed to be the fun part of the game. I'm playing with my friends, but at the same time, it's just go here and kill everyone, and then come back, and then do the same thing over and over again for thirty hours. So that, which is not interesting. That's the problem with. I almost say maybe playing those games solo has made me appreciate them more because when you play with your friends, it's. It's usually like I'm starting off and I've got a friend who's max level with all the best weapons in the game and someone else who's got like a mid-level character and someone else who's starting off with me. And the person who is the high level just carries you through everything and it ruins the whole experience. Because you don't get to do any shooting, you don't get to do any killing, you don't get to do anything, mm-hmm. you don't get to read the quests, you don't get to hear the, the conversations and the, the stuff that comes up while you're running around and doing them. So none of it matters and it just feels like you're running around doing nothing for the sake of doing it. Um... I, I like playing it solo because you get to see more of that and kind of be more personal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I read all the quest text and I listened to all the talking and I stopped whenever, like, s- someone was saying something about something and I got to take it all in and it it made it worth more to me. That, that could be it because the people I were playing with, we started at the same time, but they were just like, we just need to beat the game as fast as possible. Um, I feel like Borderlands, the best part of those games, isn't necessarily the the shooting or the guns or anything. It's like the story Mm -hmm. and the characters. And that's what's great about Telltale having the IP to make games with is just that that's what they do. They do story and characters. Yeah. There's obviously some action scenes as there would be in any game, but it's mostly just like character development, which is fantastic. And maybe that's why I loved it so much. Yeah. I'd love to, as a fan of Borderlands, I'd like to go and see how it influences how I play Borderlands now, because I still have to beat the prequel. So maybe I'll go and play that before I play the prequel. You mean the pre-sequel? The, pre- the, pre-sequel. the, the pre-sequel. Yeah, it's, it's the pre-sequel, not the prequel. The prequel. Pre-sequel. Hit it right seven times. I'm sorry! Oh. It's confusing. <laughs> I kind of had the same, when I, I and I, I didn't really fall for Borderlands until Borderlands 2. I played, I honestly... Started Borderlands One just because an ex-boyfriend of mine got into it, uh, and so and I was like, oh yeah, I'll just play with you, it'll be fine. And so obviously I was just kind of running around shooting things. And to me there wasn't a lot of story in one. But then when Borderlands Two came out, I did the same thing where I got it initially. I played it solo for a little while, and then I started playing with some friends. And just the characters in that game were so charming and hilarious to me. So that that's when I really started liking it. I think was that too. I've always liked it, but that's because it's father-daughter bonding time for me. It is. And also the whole uh, Moxie's Underdome in particular. Yes. (laughs) 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 Oh, I I love that so much. It's so much fun. And Moxie's one of my favorite characters because of it. So I'm very fond of that series. I still have not gotten around to the pre-sequel, but now that I have the handsome addition it's more likely that that tradition will continue hopefully okay so phil what about you sure you don't want to go before me 
<laughs> I think we all. Hey, everyone! At the at the count of three, shout out what you think that Philbin Larry has been playing. All right, one, two, three. World of Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, world of world of that old ET game, The Sims. ET on the Atari. Yeah, you got me. The Sims. <laughs> Street Fighter Four. Yes. World Warriors. Street Fighter Arcade Edition. I thought so. You got me. At Lightness, then, what have you been playing? (laughs) I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft because the Legion expansion came out. Um, As of me literally signing off to record this episode, because I'd been on it all day, I am like 27, 28 hours in on just the expansion. All right. It's disgusting. But it's also the best that game has been since Wrath of the Lich King, so I don't feel too bad. That's really good to hear. So what do you what do you like about it? Um, so they did a lot of focus this time on sort of like players' identities as a class, and they've pushed a lot of narrative stuff, which has made me really, really happy. That's why Wrath um, was so good. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, everyone's like, Shh, we gotta kill Arthas, the Lich King, let's go. It, it it had a good reason for wanting to do everything that you do in it. Um, the other thing, too, that's really exciting about this, like, overall, besides just the focus on class identity and all of that, is the way that they're distributing content is they're, they're not doing what they did with the last expansion, which is where they had multiple months between major content patches, and they're going to be putting something out, like, every like month or two months. So we've already got the next patch coming up where we get to go back to Karazhan, which is real exciting. A whole bunch of other stuff, but I've I've just been really enjoying it so far. Uh, The leveling is really nice. Everything auto levels. So you can go any zone you want at any time. Uh, You, if your friends like I've been leveling and I'm 108, uh, someone else can be like, I'm only level 100. You can go to the same place and you both contribute as much to whatever you're doing. So you can kind of play with your friends more. And it's also really pretty. All the new zones are are really, like, anytime you see a level that's themed off of, like, fall, it's that. That's cool. Except for when it's raining and you're on top of a mountain. So, because it's based in the the Shivering Isles, right? Or the Broken Isles, yeah, yeah. The Broken Isles. Uh, Which which, just brings back so so much nostalgia for Warcraft 3. I was going to say, people who played Warcraft 3 can actually find uh, old Warcraft 3 NPCs hidden in places. uh, (gasps) And... You'll be like, what is he doing here? And you'll talk to him. I'm not going to say, like, who I've found because I don't want to spoil things. But, like, you'll be like, dude, what are you doing? The Legion's invading again. They're like, ah, you're not going to trick me. I'm going to sit here like I always have. Is my ad there? Uh, Well, he's involved just because of all the stuff with Karazhan and all the ley lines. And, you know, he's he's there. No, no, not not, not Medivh, my The Night Elf Warden. Uh, I haven't. No, she was no, the one who hated Illidan so much. Uh, she's there. Her sister's there and plays a really big part in that she's bad now. Oh, um, that's good. There is a whole zone, actually, that... Because you, you're really big into the into the druid stuff. Yes. Uh, a tank you bear would druid. have a very, very difficult time playing. Like, it's probably one of the most emotional leveling areas in the game. Really? Yeah. Some real bad stuff happens and some real good characters probably end up dying. Not they actually end up dying. Uh, no around that area though people who hang out with her um oh no 
I'm, I'm not going to say so, anything. I'm so thankful right now uh, that when this game came out, we didn't have great internet at my house because I feel like I would be down this well of nothing but World of Warcraft yeah. with you. You know, it's it's awful. If if you got into it, you got into it, and it's like even if you stopped playing for the longest time, you still think about it from time oh, to time. Oh yes, you, you do. Draw, draw comparisons all the time. <laughs> I'm always so tempted to like delve back into it, and it consumed. So I started playing the original WoW in high school because I loved Warcraft three so much, the RTS game. Mm-hmm. And I love the narrative of that. So I was like, oh my God, they're going to put in an MMORPG. Of course I'm going to play it. It's going to be like RuneScape, but on steroids. Heck yeah. And it, that's what it was. And that was my high school. And then I had to quit. <laughs> my high school is And now I refuse to go back and play that game just because I can't, I can't do it anymore. So as happy as I am for their continued success, I kind of just want Warcraft 4 because that's just like what I want. A lot I of people are talking about back. the new RTS game. That yes. being a thing, maybe at BlizzCon this year. <gasps> oh my God! If they what? if they announce Warcraft Four, I'm going to die of pure uh, bliss and happiness. Everything our, else will be irrelevant. Yeah, our no, ghosts it's... will haunt you forever, Philbin. <laughs> there would be no more podcasts. There would be no more. T- no, we would just be we, we could live stream it. The podcast would become a live stream of Warcraft. Oh, 4. I can't break off of Warcraft Force. So we're just gonna do a live podcast from yep. now on. Sorry, uh, guys. Have a fun time <laughs> of our lives. Please bring me food and drinks so I don't die. Like yeah, because uh, we're way long overdue for that, and the fact that they remade all of them to work on current uh, hardware is kind of a really big deal too. Yeah, well, and they've already like Starcraft is pretty up to date in terms of where that RTS is. Mm-hmm. So it's about I time totally that forgot. they give. Warcraft some love. Yeah. I totally forgot they remade them. So if I had like a sound effect button, what it would be right now is just me running away and then slamming a door and then like screeching off in a car. <laughs> so you can buy them digitally off of Blizzard store for like $10. You get Warcraft 3 and Frozen 3. Oh, God. Oh, guys, we should they play. They play in, in HD and they still yes. connect to Battle.net and you can still play with people. Oh. So, uh, so Moaz, what was your favorite race to play as? In hard. which and and frozen throne three and three frozen throne or three actually they're all the same so three that's that's hard because I I love the night elf aesthetic but I always found it way easier to play as the orcs but at the same time there were some human high level human units that I really I liked all of them. I like yeah just, I liked all of them except for the undead. Um, <laughs> Wow! Like, uh, I was really bad at the undead. I could never. I would always get rushed as them, and my ghouls would get killed. But man, if you were a, if you were orc and you got your shamans with bloodlust and some torrent up in there, some trolls, mm. you were solid. You were done. You know what? Yeah. I what I really miss is the elven archers from Warcraft Two. I just like the way their units looked and their whole everything about them. Yeah, and I miss them. Maybe Warcraft 4 will bring them back. Get some, some Warcraft 4. Could you imagine what Warcraft 4 would look like? Oh my gosh. I need to stop. I'm going to get carried nope. away. Okay, let's see what happens yeah. at BlizzCon this year. Yeah, so, exactly. BlizzCon, get ready for it. Back to World of Warcraft for a second. What do you... Are there any anything that you're more critical of? Or is there anything that you're more critical of with the expansion? Um, I, It's really interesting to see... Because like, you're talking about how you, you, you think about going back, but you don't want to because you know it'll be a big time sink and a, a big time investment and just cause you to not be able to focus on anything mm-hmm. else so the way that this expansion is set up it's almost like they've realized that the people who played their game and the people who are still playing their game are older now 
and they have jobs or important things that they have to take care of. Mm -hmm. So the way that progression is tied into a whole bunch of other stuff, I literally hit the gear cap in about two days from hitting uh, 110 because I went way too hard at it. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get gear through World Quest, which is a new thing, uh, just grinding through dungeons, and what it'll do is it'll actually see your, your base eye level, and it will just be like, hey... You could use an upgrade in your boots. So let's just give you some boots that are like five or ten levels up above that. And it just keeps giving you better and better things for just showing up, basically. Okay, that's good to know. It's it's super nice, and it's it's a lot more... I don't want to say, like, casual, not in the sense of, like, a bad thing casual, but it's nice if you want to do, like, other things in your life. Yeah. Uh, You can can still be successful. Because yeah. that was my thing, was I was so competitive with it that I had to be a raid leader, and I had to get good gear, and I had to balance TKP and figure things out with my guild, and that was so time-consuming. But if I missed, like, we raided Tuesday, Thursday, if I missed a raid, I felt so bad. And, like, yeah, I no. could never... And, but you, if you missed it, then you would lose gear and things like that. I didn't want to lose my leadership position and... All that stuff. So that was, like, the pressure of having to play that game is what one of the reasons that I quit. So let me explain to you really quick how raids work now. It, it's it's super fast. So uh, they put in a thing in, I think it was, like, Cataclysm for looking for group, where you basically just sign up and it puts you in a group with people and you go. Um, they have that for raids. And you can literally sit there and you're like, I've got about, you know, an hour that I'm not going to be doing anything for a while, I'll sign up to get into a raid. You sign up to get into a raid, it puts you into raid, you do the raid, you're done with random people, and you, you do it. So like, you don't have to be, like, super crazy organized. What if you get put with a crappy group? So if you get put with a crappy group, you can vote kick people out. Like, if someone just, just doesn't do the mechanics, uh, you can be like, look, man, you're trying real hard, but you're not making the cut. And everyone votes to get rid of them, and it just removes them from the group. And you can cycle in a new person. Also, everything's... You don't need 25 people, or you don't need 40 people, you don't need 10 people. You can actually do a 25-man raid with only 15 people, and it'll actually work out better because everything like scales to that. So you don't need to worry about finding as many people. Uh, but I mean, there's still, That's like, good. guild stuff. They're still hanging out and doing that, and, like... Uh, now you don't need to worry about doing DKP stuff if you want. There's a thing called personal loot where it literally is just like, this person gets this, this person gets this, this person gets this. It's gone. It like you don't even people just need to walk up and loot the boss and it hands it to them. That's nice. Yeah, it's it's okay. it's so fast and sleek. It's really weird, but okay. it's still fun to play. Okay. Yeah. Maybe one day. One if day. If you ever want to, I'm probably gonna be playing it the whole time i'm down <laughs> but when they announce warcraft 4 that's what we're playing yeah, exactly no, i'm down to play warcraft 3 because to get ready for warcraft 4 we've got to get practiced up again that's true I know we I'm do right. robin did you ever play warcraft a long time ago there you so, go okay so world of warcraft so, someday maybe someday maybe yes um, but for now, I am working my way through Deus Ex, which is awesome. Oh my gosh. It's 
a lot of it's a lot like the I mean it's a lot like Human Revolution, um, but yeah. it's beautiful in terms of the graphics. Uh, it's also ridiculously hard. I'm trying to play through the no kill uh, stealth option. And initially I tried it on hard and I had to immediately put it back down to normal because I couldn't get through <coughs> the prologue. Um, and now I'm thinking of putting it on easy just because I, I don't know. But I found a guidebook and I'm slowly learning the patterns of the way that the cities are laid out and how different options are available for purging stealth. So you can, there are a lot of like small tunnels and things that you can find that you can go through instead and that's one of the reasons i love that game so much is because it does give you those options and those abilities it's kind of like mixing the best of an fps stealth shooter game and like mass effect in that way so how does it handle that whole that like huge uh controversy about it about them using in some of their promo art you know some guy holding a poster that's like ogs live matter Obviously, playing on the Black Lives Matter protest. I feel like, uh, protest I feel like they just ignored that after they realized they messed up because I haven't seen anything about it since then. Yeah, I haven't either. Hmm. Okay. So, like, well, maybe that wasn't the best thing. Whoops. No. It wasn't a very smart marketing move. I know, like, that plot line was probably in development before, like, you know, everything happened. But I, I don't mm. think, I don't think the marketing idea was very smart. But luckily, that's not really in the game. I have noticed it at least, like. Speaking of weird marketing things that they've done, wasn't it uh, the last Deus Ex game where they did the thing on Twitch where they live broadcasted a guy in the woods and you controlled him? Oh, the, the one where he was in the room was what? for this one. Uh, the, are, are we thinking of the same thing where he was being tortured for a long time? He was being tortured and then they like let him out into the woods and then you're like, like people in the chat would do like the, the Twitch plays Pokemon style, tell him where to go. Oh, yeah, I missed the tail end of it. Um, so, yeah, th- it was for this game that they did that oh, weird okay. promotional thing. Oh, I and didn't then, know that. Yeah, it was creepy. really weird because they were like, like, go eat that pine cone. And it would, he would go up and eat the pine cone. And then it'd be like, you died because you ate a pine cone, stupid. And then the people would have to start again. And it was really weird to be playing this weird, like, game. Oh, for a second, I thought you were talking about, like, a real person. Yeah, it's and a I was real like, person. It's a real, it, it was a real person. It was. It was an actor that... Uh, Wait, are you know. serious? Yeah, it was, like, yeah. a guy with a GoPro cam on in the woods. And they set up, like, a fake campsite and, like, a, like stuff in the woods for him to, like, run into and people That's to tell really him That's really creepy. Actor. What did that, that have is, to do with day sex? Well, for several hours before that, he was imprisoned, and they were asking him questions about plot-relevant things. I don't remember exactly why, why they were interrogating him. Um, but it, it was just, you had a feeling that he was a fugitive. Yeah, okay. I weird. wish you guys could all see the confused stank face I have <laughs> on right now. You probably find like YouTube videos of it. Like you look probably up, can. Uh, Deus yeah. Ex Twitch thing. It is very and, strange. And I kind of hope that it becomes a thing that occurs from time to time with games now, <laughs> just because it was very, very weird. Like, uh, people, at least when he was in the cell, it was on loop on occasion, so people started to figure that out. But they had him do things like uh, sit on a, not, (laughs) put a broomstick behind his uh, knees and kneel, which is very painful. Um, And uh, you could change the camera angles, or people thought you could change which camera was looking at him in the Twitch chat for a time. It was just That's strange. interesting. Their marketing yes. campaign was all over the place from this. Thing. Yeah, they. Way to go. But yeah, they definitely. Square Enix definitely did not. Or either Eidos or I. How do you say the studio's name? Eidos. 
IDOS. They never it's really addressed debatable. it at all, which is kind of silly. Yeah. But, but you're enjoying the game, though. Yeah, but the game itself is really is really good. So it's a little hard, and apparently I haven't gotten too far into it yet just because of time, but apparently the plot gets super crazy later on, which I'm not surprised based off of the overall premise of it right now, but I've always been really interested in the whole, like, soul versus machine, like, kind of, of what Ghost in the Shell complex. Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. Like, You're talking about movie. anime now? Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the movie. The whole plot of Human Revolution reminded me of that in a way. So kind of I'm kind of it, hoping it explores that side of things more. It's like human, machine, soul. Where do we draw the line with that? So I think it, it introduces some interesting concepts that are really relevant to, or might be relevant in the future. Hmm. Good stuff. I like yeah. it. So that, and I've been playing Overwatch a bit, and then I started getting back into Destiny some. So unintentionally, I just kind of stumbled into it. She's trying to run away from Warcraft. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, maybe I'll get my MMO fix in a, in a game that's kind of like an MMO, but it's not completely finished yet. But you, so. you, it's good, though, because you haven't played any of the the content that they put out post-launch. like launch. Yeah, so. I, I, I really I really like the, the, um, what is it, the Fallen King. Taken King. The Taken King, yes. Yeah. I, I like that expansion because I think it introduces one Nathan Fillion. Hello. Yeah. Uh, but it also brings in some characterization and some plotline and some environments, whole storytelling, which I think is nice and refreshing. It really reminded me, the first mission on the game reminded me a lot of a Halo uh, level, yeah. which speaks a lot for what Bungie is capable of doing. And ideally, if Activision will back off a bit, what Bungie will do with Destiny 2 whenever that comes out. So I might kind of stick around and keep playing and see how that goes. We've got the, the next expansion coming up real soon, so you're gonna jump on that then. I think so, yeah. Okay. So I'm not really—I don't really know too much about the the next expansion, but I'm hoping that if it if it takes the route that the Taken King has taken, ha, then then oh, I'm so good at puns right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I think I'll probably I'll probably keep it going and get the new expansion. Plus, it's only thirty dollars compared to sixty, so that's much better in my opinion. Yeah. Fair. Although I still feel like you shouldn't be having, you shouldn't have to pay for an unfinished game. Yeah, and the fact that people have paid as much as they have for everything that's come out for that if they've had it since it came out. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. There's a yeah. lot of weird stuff going on with it's that. Punishing people... people who have been dedicated fans. Yeah. And print, yeah. And while it's a good marketing idea to give the game to people for cheaper, that means if they haven't had it yet, it's also a good idea to help out the people who have supported you from the beginning. Yeah. But. I blame Activision for that, not Bungie. I do, it's just really easy to just blame Activision for stuff because they're they're Activision. They're, they're <laughs> it's Activision. It's Activision. Just well, like, they'll be okay. They'll yeah, shrug it off. Just like Ubisoft. I also just downloaded the um, the new Assassin's Creed. It was not new anymore. Syndicate. Yeah, so, it's got trains. I've, I've heard good things about. I miss Assassin's Creed so much. I, I miss it. That's so why I downloaded too. it. It was weird not having it this year, even so, though I'm like, yay, they're waiting a year. They're going to make a good game. And now I'm like, where is it? So Come I, back. I, that's actually really clever marketing on their part, releasing the movie on a year where there's no game. Because I'm going to go watch the movie just because I need new Assassin's Creed. I didn't Creed think in my about life. that. We need to do a podcast on that movie, definitely. We really yes. do. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yep. But that's, that's actually a really interesting thing. Uh, I don't feel like I need an Assassin's Creed fix because, like, a whole 
whole zone in Warcraft is basically designed around doing Assassin's Creed things. And it does it better than Assassin's Creed does, which is really weird to me. I can't imagine playing playing a character in WoW in an Assassin's Creed style. You know, like, they give you, like, the whole, like, old night elf city in Suramar, and you basically have to sneak around, like, stealing wine and, and listening in conversations and plotting assassinations of guys and running around and, like, murdering uh, mail carriers, delivering messages uh, in, in the middle of crowds. Like... It does it really, really well, and I'm really confused by it. That's pretty cool. You know, yeah. Blizzard just Blizzard does it right in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Did you guys when we played Overwatch together? Did you guys enjoy Overwatch? Yes. Yes. I I really enjoyed Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah, I don't know why. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly past my bedtime. No. What did you like about it? Uh, it, it reminds me of Team Fortress in a really good yes. way, but a lot more accessible and a lot more diverse. Um, at least, uh, just, I can't, I can't speak for any of the recent things that Team Fortress has done, uh, but back when Gerardi was still new. Um, Gerardi! It, like, it, it's just, I really enjoy the diversity of the characters, the different styles they have, um, and it, it did not feel at all daunting. Usually the thing I hate about playing multiplayer games is the end where you see how many times you've died, you see how many people you've killed, and it's all like ranked and it tends to tell you what you did wrong more so than what you did right. But Overwatch's end game screen seems very happy and positive and it makes you feel good about the round that you just played. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. They need to make a Saturday morning cartoon in that universe or something because it's just... There's too much there for just like little snippets in between matches. Have you guys been and... seeing the the uh, the actual animated shorts for all the characters? Yes, Bastions. The Bastions oh. changed oh, the entire like so how everyone looked at that character because everyone hated him. Now everyone just wants to sit there and be the mercy that heals him, and they're they're wiping a tear from their face and they're like, "I got you, little buddy. Don't worry about it." Poor Bastion. It's a, a little robot with PTSD and a bird pal that oh. keeps him in line. It's so great. Everything about that game, just like the coloration of it, the plot that Blizzard is introducing, they just create good characters. Like that was yes. that was one game yes. where we don't really have a lot of narrative there, but it's still successful. And we've seen countless times where games that don't have any kind of narrative involved, where it's just multiplayer, no campaign, for example, Titanfall, fall downhill after a while. But somehow Blizzard has been able to create these lovable characters without really introducing their story immediately. But they're so unique and they're so different that people are intrigued by them still. And they all, like Robin was saying, it's very accessible. So people who, who want to play any kind of character type can get involved because each character is so different and contribute something. You have to have a well-rounded team to, to mm-hmm. succeed and be, I mean, get I th- a victory. I, am- I think that's what makes it work. Because like, if you try to explain Titanfall, the original, to someone... How would you explain it? You're a bunch of future soldiers and you shoot other future soldiers and sometimes you get a big robot with a big gun and you drive them around. But then try to explain Overwatch to someone and you're like, yeah, you're this gorilla that can talk and it can go into a big rage. Or you're this spider lady who's also like an assassin. Or you're this uh, Egyptian like flying tank robot suit lady. Or you're like this angel lady. Or you're like this funny little British lady that can teleport around and, and move backwards through time. And you're this guy who's dressed like the Grim Reaper and looks like he shops at Hot Topic all the time. <laughs> and, <laughs> or you're a like, gamer no nerd girl with a mech. 
Yes, who eats yes. Doritos and I plays love... League of Legends professionally. <laughs> no, she plays uh, StarCraft professionally. StarCraft professionally. Yeah, League of Legends. That would make way more sense. It's so. uh, it's it's really cool. I think a lot of the story is because they do it. A lot of it's environmental. Like you'll mm-hmm. find stuff around maps that you know characters are tied to because of their nationalities, and you'll see like different things around, or you'll hear the conversations at the beginning of the matches between them, like. Mercy will say to Reinhardt, like, oh, Reinhardt, you need to slow down. You remember that time that you, you pulled your back out, lifting that car off of those kids? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Hasselhoff. <laughs> and you're like, what? I didn't know that Reinhardt loves Hasselhoff more than any other type of music, music but I pulled that out of the thing where he talks about lifting a car off of kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I forgot about, like the little intro talking snippets, too. Yeah, a lot of people skip over it because they're really excited about jumping around and putting their sprays on walls and shooting pictures, but that's how <laughs> games work. And I want to go play Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm eternally grateful. Game. I'm eternally grateful to Moz for hooking me up with a copy of that because I, I'm always very hesitant about getting into multiplayer-only games. Um, and I think that was the extra push I needed to get into Overwatch, even if I haven't been able to play it as often as I'd like. You can't see it, but I'm finger gunning as hard as I can. I can hear it. I can feel it. Can feel the finger guns. That's, that's my bad joints just cracking. <laughs> Arthritis. I was trying to think of some mercy phrases, but I can't think of any right now. Uh, heroes never die for a yeah, price. Yeah, heroes, never, heroes die. never die. There you go. I, I thought of justice reigns from above, but I always get Farah and Mercy's calls. Yeah, confused and like so. Sometimes I'll hear heroes never die, and I'm like, oh geez, I need to get in cover right now. <laughs> run away! <laughs> Don't run away. I'm trying to rescue. Yeah. So we should play that again sometime soon. Heck well, yeah. guys, I think that's all we really have time for today. So do you guys want to add anything else before we wrap up? So Titanfall 2, yay or nay, you think? Yay. Yay. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. So. Yeah, yay. Yay. For the single player, at least. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. So, all right, guys. So that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us in this kind of free flow, what we're playing now, what's going on uh, in terms of current games, and hopefully there's a Warcraft 4 at some point in the near future episode. Please, God. Please. Please. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Remember that you can follow us on Twitter at FOTGCast, and you can also shoot us an email at FOTGCast at gmail.com if you have any episode suggestions. Up next, we're going to be talking about Stranger Things, which yes. I still have to watch, and I'm terrified to watch it, but I'm Do it. To. I'm watch it. It's okay. It. You'll be fine. Okay. I trust you. If I can't sleep, it's on you. Just watch, watch it at night in a dark room when you're home alone by yourself. Exactly. With no, all the windows open. Robin, you know me more than anyone. <laughs> Katie, let's put it this way. I'm the biggest wuss I know, and I got through it. Okay. So if I can get through it, I believe Okay. It. Deal. I'm just going to watch it with my cat and a bowl of Cheerios since, like, on a Sunday morning. There you go. Yeah, that's nice and beautiful outside. Um, but I have been Katie, and you can follow me on Twitter at InvisiB. I've been Robin, and you can find me on Twitter at a Robin Miller, and that's Robin with a Y. I've been Waz, and you can find me on Twitter at Wazimus underscore Prime. And my name is Ben Janka, and you can find me on Twitter at Ben Janka. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for joining us. Sorry that we had a little hiccup in our schedule, but now that things are pretty normal in terms of our fall schedules, we should be on point. Um, Remember that we're airing on Thursdays now and not on Wednesdays. 
Uh, and also, thank you for listening again, and be sure to rate and share. We're on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and all that good stuff. So, and have a good night, everyone.